Hey friend, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast. Today, I'm so excited for you to listen to the interview that I did with my good friend, Chase Williams. We got into a lot of different things when it comes to creating healthy habits, particularly as a mom and how that influences your kids. I think this episode's really relevant, whether you have young or old kids, or even just considering what is the impact of the choices that you're making on those around you. Chase does such a great job of giving some really practical tips and how her relationship with God actually spurs her on to make her healthy choices and what it looks like to really take some very simple practical steps for your own well-being. So without any further ado, I'm going to let you go ahead and dive on into the conversation that I had with my friend Chase. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience, 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. All right, friend, I'm so excited to get to have this conversation with Chase Williams. She is a good friend of mine. We have known each other for a few years now, and she is someone who her energy is just off the charts and she is such a fun person. She's such an empathetic person and she's someone who I know is able to really provide some solid insight on what it looks like to juggle all the things and still prioritize your health. So Chase is a passionate fitness enthusiast who has been in the industry since 2011 as a personal trainer and nutritionist from cheer coach to fitness coach. Her fascination with movement of the body led her to pursue a career in the fitness industry. True Southerner from Texas, she loves connecting with women and has a special place for moms. To reach a wider audience, she took her business online in 2020 and founded Chase Lynn Fitness Coaching Program. Through this platform, she focuses on empowering women, especially mothers, to prioritize their health and fitness to create a household of health. She believes that by doing so, they can inspire generations to come. Amen. And in addition to being a fitness professional, she is a dedicated mother of three daughters and a devoted Christian. She is proud to help women build a healthy lifestyle by emphasizing the importance of nutrition, physical activity, and a positive mindset. When she's not working, she enjoys spending time with outdoors and relaxing with her family over her favorite snack, chips and salsa. (laughs) Chase, I'm so excited for you to be here. Welcome to the Vision Driven Health Podcast. 
I am so pumped to be here. And just so you know, like I, as you mentioned a second ago, like just talking about our history together. And when you were like, I'm starting a podcast, I was like, of course you are. Of course you are. And I'm so excited for you and your journey and just a broader way to to love on women and um, just fulfill your, your passion. So I'm excited for you. Amen. Cool. Thanks, friend. Okay. So first question, I would just love for people to have the opportunity to hear just even a little bit more about your story and your background and even how you came to the place of creating healthy habits that last. Sure. So it's kind of interesting because when I, you know, most people are like, oh, well, you're a, you're a fitness trainer. Like, of course you're healthy. And of course you do all these things. And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't know my story because that's pretty much not the truth. Um, it's further from the truth and it's taken years of learning and developing and, you know, implementing new habits and routines together to like really put this into practice. And I definitely feel like when you think of where I was before, like I think before, it didn't even like strike me to like get really healthy. Like I worked out and I did some mm-hmm. things and, you know, ate well or ish. And I had an awareness around trying to eat better, but like, it really wasn't until I got pregnant with my first daughter who is now, she'll be eight this year. And I didn't even like, it didn't hit me until I became pregnant. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I have to like shift some things. I have to really figure out how am I going to lead this human to like have better relationship with food, better relationship with, with movement, better relationship with her body. Like there was a long list of things that I was like, wait, I'm about to care for this human. God has told me you're now going to be a mother and this is what you have to do. And I'm like, wow. So that really helped me turn inward to really figure out things that were going to work for well for me, whether that's mindset, movement, um, learning more about nutrition and food and, and just creating the household to be a space of um, learning. And that's kind of like what started the whole movement in my own you know, my own journey and um, really made me stop and check in with myself on like how I was currently living life and what I needed to do in order to be a better leader for my kids. Amen. I think it's so cool that your catalyst was I'm responsible for caring for this child and that you recognize that that would require an energy and element of a, of vitality on your part. And also that you have influence over the vitality that would occur or develop in your child. That's super cool and super powerful. And so I did want to ask, you know, in what ways do you feel that we are called and equipped by God to lead by example in our health choices? For sure. So I, I think the mother role is something special. Yeah. And I say that because, and every family's designed differently, but I do know that God, we're so different than our husbands. We are (laughs) so different. We are so different. And, and what I mean by different is God made us different for a reason. Right. And when it comes to this bigger, um, you know, when it comes to like the kids and what feeds their mind, what feeds their body, Um, what we do with our free time, all of those things are led majority of the time by the mother. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and I, 
I believe that God really did give us the tools. Like he designed us to be more emotionally sound. He designed us to be a little bit more flexible. He designed us to not be so compartmentalized to where then we can, you know, like if we're having a conversation about food, we then can have a conversation about, you know, movement at the same time. And whereas a a male's brain is not compartmentalized in a way that, or is more compartmentalized, you know, like has more of the little boxes, right? Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. more yeah. of the spaghetti. What is that? I don't even remember who originally said that, but it's like waffles and was it? Yeah, yes. waffles and spaghetti yes. or something. Waffles like and that. spaghetti for sure. So when you think about how God ma- He made us totally different, and so when you ask that question about like, okay, how are we called and equipped by God? Like He already knew that these children, the you know the as we lead them in our household and as we are the lead. I, I feel we're a different type of leader. Like they always say, like, you know, your husband's the leader, your husband's the leader. I'm like, yeah, but he leads totally differently than me, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And so um, I really do believe that in our household, like as a mom, mm-hmm. in order to have a sound relationship with those things first, in order for it to pour over into leading our children well and creating that ripple effect, which is what I say in my, my fitness program, but like creating that ripple effect where then your kids are starting to have conversations with their friends and, you know, things along those lines. And, and just like the other day, I heard, I heard my seven-year-old, she, she was telling my friends, she's like, oh, well, we don't eat that. And I was like, oh crap. Like, what is this conversation going to look like? And I was slightly like internally, I was like, how is she going to handle this conversation with her friend? And she was like, well, this, she goes, I eat, I don't even remember what they were talking about. Now that I'm telling the story, I'm like, man. Um, but she says, we don't eat that. We eat this because this is good for our muscles. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't like degrading or any way like that. But yeah. when I think about that ripple effect, I'm like, that started with a conversation we had at the dinner table yeah. about our food. And about how certain foods do different things to our bodies. And then it carried over into a conversation with one of her friends about why she doesn't eat something because she does. She was like, well, I eat this instead because it does this to my body. And I was like, yes, parent win right here. I feel so good. <laughs> that's such so. a huge win. And that's super encouraging to me too, because my little guy is going to be four and then the youngest is 10 months. And so he, he he's eaten a super clean diet growing up. And I wonder though, cause I'm like, okay, I don't want him to have, you know, that like this food's bad, this food's good, like dynamic or to somehow create those like actual like food issues because we've labeled things a certain way. And that answer that your daughter gave is so powerful and such a cool testament of your approach chase of really seeing food as something that has a specific benefit to your body. And that she wasn't like, we, I don't eat that because that's bad. And for her to be like, provide the alternative and why and how it's beneficial. That's like, that's perfect. That's so cool. Yeah. Hashtag goals. I mean, yes. <laughs> that's yes. awesome. And that, I mean, and I love too, what you were saying about the role of a mom and the influence we have over our kids. I mean, we see time and time again throughout scripture, the, very special and unique role that a mom has. I mean, I think of Hannah and Samuel and the way that she dedicated him to the Lord and that her earnest prayer is, you know, she was barren and God provided her that son and she literally dedicated him to God and he grew up in the temple. And we think of even, I mean, I know even particularly in the, um, 
the Catholic tradition, uh, the Virgin Mary is like very much emphasized, but regardless, it's like, you have this, like, she would have been around like a teenage girl who God's like, yeah, that one, she's going to be the mother of Jesus, the son of God and the role that she plays. And even we see before Jesus performs his first miracle, that she's the one who's like, Hey, like they need wine. And, and Jesus kind of like gives a little bit of pushback, but then she's like, no, like, and it's just cool. Like, it's like, okay, that mama role, like even with the son of God, like there's something to be said about the power and influence that we have in not just our households, but our communities. And uh, I think, unfortunately, there's been this diminishment of the weight and power of that role. Um, And I think, you know, part of that is it's hard. (laughs) We're juggling so many different things, you know, from caring for our kids to some of us, you know, jobs on top of that, or businesses, or, um, you know, we're involved in our church, and we're just giving, 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 giving of ourselves and all these different avenues and spaces. And so, Chase, I feel like you, one, I know you got your hands full. Um, And so I would love to hear, how do you juggle caring for your own health while, you know, you're stewarding the bodies of your children and this role that you, you know, you know, God has given you and that God has added such weight and importance to. I, um, it's kind of funny. Cause when I think about, I have a lot of women like have, you know, seen me from the outside or like, they, they kind of like look and they're like, well, how do you do all this? How do you, how are you doing it all? And to be honest, like I, I know for sure, like God's given me a lot of, um, talent and a lot of like direction and like heavy, heavy passion. And when I say passion, like it goes so deep, it like, it burns inside. And so when I think about what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, or when I'm giving, like I give with the biggest heart and I, I add something to my to do list because I feel so heavy inside that that's something I have to support with. And I know that God doesn't give me those things and doesn't give that fire inside of me, like for no reason, you know? And so I do know that it all boils down to how I think God designed me. Yeah. Um, and when, when I think juggling or, cause there are times where I'm like, whoa, I said yes to too many things. I have too many things to do this week. Like I'm feeling very full, right. I'm feeling like I was, I'm to my capacity. Yeah. And when in seasons of that, I do know it's because I've stepped away from being more in the word and in relationship with Jesus and in my relationship with God and in prayer and in solitude and gratitude. And when I step away from that, that's when that heaviness feels heavier. Yeah. And that's when the, the juggle right? Or I'm doing too many plates. That's when they all start falling. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so when I start feeling that, like ah, the chaosy feeling or that like feeling of overwhelm, which I hate that word, yeah. <laughs> but it's a true, it's a true feeling. And so when those emotions come up, I step back and go, Oh, <laughs> I do a little mini edit. And I'm like, Oh, it's because I'm not spending time with Jesus. Like I need to, you know, kind of reevaluate and take a step back. And I usually take a couple of days to like disconnect because that is the biggest thing for me to be able to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm turning off. I'm stepping away from social. I'm stepping away from, you know, taking on more action or more to-do lists, more projects, whatever those things are that I keep adding. I step away for a couple of days 
I sleep in a little bit. I, you know, lay around with my kids. I read stories with them. Um, we go on more walks. Like that's how I disconnect. And then I go, okay, well, remember I needed to have more time with Jesus. So I make sure over the, the coming days, I get back into like that routine of like my morning time and waking up early and spending time in gratitude and writing stuff down and journaling and getting back into things that I know like helps me be better me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I know God, God is like, oh, it's because I'm hanging out with you. Like now that we're back to, you know, arm in arm, instead of me pushing him beside me, like now we're connected, like elbow to elbow. And that, that helps me to be able to juggle more, take on more, because when I'm, when I'm in relationship with him and when him and I are working together, oh my gosh, like, it's like, everything starts pouring in and it's like all, it's wonderful. And like, you feel, you don't feel mad that you said yes to something you feel you feel in this like giving like more sacrificial feeling instead of like yes and it's such a good feeling like it feels so good and so um it's just that's kind of how I I relate to all of that because a lot of women sit that they do like moms that I work with or that see me on social media and they're like how do you do all this stuff and I'm like well let me tell you, <laughs> it really is just having a, you know, when I am in, in link with him, like we're able to do way more and we're able to give way more because he helps fill my cup. It's not me using external things to fill me up, you know, which I do say like prioritizing yourself is super important. <laughs> and that's something that we moms also have a hard time doing is prioritizing ourselves. But it is important to make sure that first it starts with my relationship with Jesus. I love that your your answer because you know that question oh how do you juggle all the things you weren't like well first you got to make this schedule and then you got to stick to your schedule you were like Jesus <laughs> well I I will say I do you schedule for sure <laughs> well and I you think know, don't this, discount that but I think mm-hmm. like in, in answering like it does start with them absolutely and then all those other things can kind of line up and and there are supportive ways that we can help ourselves right like that we can be more, um, better at our schedule and showing up better for ourselves and like meal planning. Like there are tools and there are things that can help you juggle all of the plates way easier, but they start falling. And that is harder when I'm not in relationship with him. But yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's great that you, cause yeah, I mean, schedules will only get you so far. I, I just was chatting with uh, a potential client and we were talking about, you know, what it looks like to take hold of God's grace, because, you know, when we have whatever program, whatever plan, whatever schedule, those are good. And there's nothing. In fact, I, I would argue we need them. But I really feel like if I if my foundation is not in Jesus, if I am not filled up by him, if I am not depending on his grace, then yeah, like you said, the plates will fall. The things are just not going to happen because at the end of the day, our life is meant to be about him. And in the same way you were talking about, you know, we we struggle to prioritize ourselves. And I think most of the women listening, you know, we realize like, but we must prioritize our time with Jesus. And I think what my argument is always, our health is in that same category because our prioritizing our health is a part of prioritizing God because he gave us these bodies to steward (laughs) where you can't see it, but Chase and I are having a a physical (laughs) moment with our videos back and forth. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Um, But really like it, 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 they're, 
in the same vein. It's in the same category. And I think when we can realize that of like, wait a second, if I don't have the energy and vitality to do what God has called me to do, then I mean, yeah, I, I can spend time with him. I can spend time with my kids, but I'm, I'm hindered. And so we need him to prioritize that as well so that we can be faithful to what he's called us to. And so I want to circle back chase to, you know, what does it look like? Because we, again, we're, it's important for us to have this for ourselves. And when we get this settled within ourselves, it does have a direct impact on our kids. So I'm, I want to know Chase, how, what kind of conversations are you having with your daughter to where that's her answer to her friends when she's telling them like, this is not like something that I eat. What does that look like? Oh my gosh. Um, we, so a few things, we have all of our meals together. Um, I don't give them food, walk out of the room. Um, I'm actually physically eating at the same time they're eating. We eat all the same foods. So if I make dinner, actually, if you follow me on any social media, like y'all know, like my husband, um, <laughs> my husband does all the cooking. But aside from that, my, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> he's way better at it than me. So that's just kind of how it, how it happens. So when we eat, we eat as a family. When we eat, we eat the same stuff. When we eat, we have conversation. And it really boils down to um, talking about the food because when they're little, it's all about exposure. Mm. It's all about them trying more and more and more and more and a variety. And just because the one time your kid said, I don't like broccoli, doesn't mean they're going to not like broccoli for their life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and you know what? Sometimes I don't like pieces of broccoli because they're cooked weird. And so I can totally imagine all the difference. Yes. So I can totally understand where they're coming from, where they're like, I don't like it. And so a lot of that conversation is, um, one, we always put, if it's a new food, we do a little bit at a time. We don't load their food up or their plate up with the new food. So we add things on there that we know they're going to enjoy. We add a little bit of the new stuff for introduction. Um, and my kids are just for awareness. I've got a seven and a half, four and a half and a one and a half year old. And so all three girls. And so when we talk about food and when we are, you know, having that conversation, we talk about the color of the food. We talk about what the colors do for our body. We talk about these types of foods do this and these types of foods do this. And we talk about, you know, what do Example, like, you know, we do have things like cereal in our house. And when my kids are like, well, I just want cereal this morning. I'm like, okay, like we can have cereal, but we also need to have like, we make a green smoothie in my house that is like to die for. And I'm like, well, let's have a green smoothie with it. So then they're getting, you know, antioxidants. They're getting, you know, a variety of um, different types of, you know, carbs. They're getting the fiber. Like they are also getting (laughs) more nutritious food um, just from having a drink with their cereal. And so I talked to them about like, hey, well, the cereal is going to give you just a short term, a little bit of energy, and you're going to be hungry faster. So let's also have a green smoothie, or let's also have some eggs, or let's also have this. And so helping them understand like, oh, some foods are going to be, you know, short term energy, some foods are going to be long term energy. And so we talk, we talk about what the foods will do to our body. And we also talk about like, and that's another thing, like when we go to birthday parties and when we go to 
Um, you know, we just came back from a five day vacation. Like, and when we have these conversations, like it was very different type of eating when we were out of town because we don't have every single thing that we normally eat inside our hotel room. And so when those conversations come up, like we talk about what these foods do to our bodies in order for them to then grow up understanding how to fuel their body accurately for everyday life. And so it all starts, like, as you said earlier, like the foundation, like it really starts when they're little to help educate them and teach them and like give them those habits, as you said, these healthy habits, like to know how to think and how to look at food. And, you know, those same thing with movement, like we, we go on a walk like three to four times a week as a family and it's just part of our day. Yeah. And so those are things that like those healthy things, like, of course, it, when it starts out, like I have a, you know, a one and a half year old, like not every day is going to be like butterflies and rainbows on a walk. Like sometimes <laughs> we only get to the stop sign and I'm coming home because it was absolutely crazy. But sometimes we can do a mile and a half and my kids are like on cloud nine and they're all loving that day and they're looking at flowers and picking flowers. And so, you know, and that's another way that, co- you know, a conversation around God comes into our day as well is because we talk about, you know, all of the things like movement and the food and you know then we go on these active walks and now we're talking about nature and how god like you know did all of this for us and so um you know and and one final thing to kind of close up that question is you know a thing we i use in my coaching program with my kids is if god made it we consume it and so like it that. makes yeah. it yeah it makes it super simple to be like oh <laughs> okay, well then, you know, if I'm looking at an entire, you know, I'm at a party and I'm looking at this entire platter of food, like where did God make what? And so then you go straight for the food that you know that God made. Um, and that helps you to then be able to like navigate the type of foods that you should be consuming. So such a good answer, Chase. That's so helpful. And I'm like, so yeah, the tips for even having conversations about the colors of the food and explaining the different things. I'm like, Oh, I need to start implementing these things with my little guy. Cause he, he's, I'm, I'm super grateful. He's such a good eater. The baby. I'm like, Oh, you're gonna, you're going to give me some challenge here. And I get to get creative with him. Cause he's like pretty much consuming like on rotation, like three to four different foods. And he should have a lot more variety by now. And so we keep putting things in front of him, but he's just, he's his little faces. They're so cute, but they let us know he's not interested in that. Um, But having those conversations, those are such great tips. And I guess to, as we are winding down this conversation, those are great tips. What else would you say, Chase, in terms of practical steps that listeners can take for themselves? And if they are in that mama place and they do have those littles that they want to also encourage and to lead in that way, what are a couple more tips that they can take away as well? Yeah, for sure. So I, to be honest, it really just starts with educating yourself, um, I think, and implementing things for yourself. Yeah. Um, once you start having a better understanding, once you start teaching yourself, once you putting, you know, start taking new habits and taking on a new role and start taking on like that growth season in concerns to your health and fitness, um, it it does pour over. And it does start to shift. And sometimes, depending on how old your kids are, they're probably going to push back 
and it's probably going to be a little frustrating and it's going to be a little hard. But in the long run, when you think about like where, you know, how you envision their life and their health, like I know as moms, we all want the best for our kids. Right. And so if we are able to learn and understand for ourselves first, we then can start having those easier conversations. Because if it didn't take me saying and drawing that line of I have to learn first because I'm about to be a parent and lead this child, like it, the same habits I was doing before I was pregnant, like I was eating like one meal a day, root 44 sweet tea, like that, that was my life. And I was like, before all of that, like I would have poured over that same like thought process and body image, it would have poured over to them. And so had I not invested in myself and spent some money, got some coaches, like taught myself, educated myself, got certifications, like whatever that might look like, um, and learning from people that I inspired to be like, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and that way you can then start to like hear the things and practice the things and implement them in your own household to where then, you know, your kids start learning from you. They start taking direction. They start seeing, oh, well, mom's eating that. Like maybe I should eat that. Or, you know, instead of saying, hey, you guys, your kids can have these types of foods, but mommy's going to eat this type of food. Because I get that a lot. They're like, well, I don't want to make five different meals. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everyone should be eating the same thing. I'm like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Um, You know, and then it also boils down to like, you know, I've had women say, well, my husband only eat meats and meat and potatoes. I'm like, well, let's introduce some new stuff. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you guys can't Mm -hmm. find new recipes or find new ways to like do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I don't sometimes, I mean, I love my husband, but sometimes I'm like, I don't care what you do. Like it's me and my kids. <laughs> I mean, I love them so much, but like at some point, like I know how to fuel my body, what feels best for me and the learning that I've taken in. Like, I know that that's how I want to teach my kids. And mm-hmm. he's always the one that comes in with the, like, you know, the random M&Ms. And I'm like, what are you doing with these M&Ms? Like, we don't need M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there has to be a balance and there has to be you know, a little bit of grace. Um, right. You know, I, I know that you speak about that a lot. Like, yeah, it's all a learning process. Totally. And so, so it's one step at a time. It's implement something until it becomes normal for you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like a, you know, a habit will build on a habit will build on a habit. And then all of a sudden you're, you look back two or three years later and you're like, Oh, like, I remember how it used to be, but now like, look at me now because I actually stayed consistent and showed up for myself and like really tried every day to prioritize, you know, health and fitness for your family. Amen. Well, Chase, I love, this has been so helpful. I feel like you have some, and as I, as I suspected some great nuggets and tips that are just, I think really powerful. And I love that you shared that story about your daughter and it's such great, uh, such a great testimony of the lifestyle you're living, the ways that, you know, the habits you have in place and how that influence is impacting your kids and how the listeners, you know, can also aspire to that as well. And so as we wrap up, I would love for you to be able to share, you know, what are, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? What is your social media so that they can see what your husband's cooking for you? (laughs) Maybe going on those walks. Yeah, he, he's amazing cook. Um, so Chase Lynn 252 on Instagram, uh, or you could just find me at Chase Lynn Williams, uh, Awesome. And I know you have a 21 day jumpstart. 
program. Did you want to share a quick bit about that? Yes. So my Jumpstart program is actually built out from um, just supporting, just listening to my, the women I've been working with over the last couple of years and all of the things that they have a hard time with. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes we just need that little like, what's next? And I need something to kind of kick me into gear. And so this 21 day program really focuses on um, the mindset on really just prioritizing your, yourself as a mom and um, just giving you some very basic things to implement into your routine that would be supportive to you to just jumpstart it, just to get into the rhythm, just to like move forward into the program of like health and fitness and whether that's, you know, eating eating better, learning a little bit of how you can, um, you know, change up your movement routine. And so I have it all laid out for um, the women in that program. And it's 21 days, hash it out, high level of accountability. And um, it's a great way to just get started. Perfect. Well, we'll put the link to your social media, your website, the 21 day jumpstart program, all in the show notes. So people can take advantage of those things, but otherwise, Chase, thank you so much for joining me on the show and for sharing your heart and bringing your energy and your passion. I know people will be blessed by what you've shared and I am excited for what will come for those who take in all that you have given us. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you and blessed you in some way. And if it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.